wanted to come from Isaiah 40 and 31. And we we've used this scripture before, and it's it's pretty much like a pretty known scripture. But I had a different revelation from it when I was in church yesterday. So we wanted to, well, I wanted to share it with you guys, and they had some awesome points that they'll get into. So first, Isaiah 40 and 31 says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not faint. So just to break that down, that just means like when you wait on the Lord, God is going to give you new strength. And what happens when you wait is that you'll, you know, run and not be wary or you'll, you know, things will happen and it won't be on a negative side. So, yeah. What you were talking, something that came to me is when we say scriptures like that, without the proper context or revelation, Mm -hmm. it can cause people to definitely grow weary. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, when they hear that, they get super excited. Okay, those who wait on the Lord. So how many times do we wait, but we put a timeline on God? And so we forget that even though God made time for our benefit, he does not live in time. Right. And I just think that's just the first thing that came to my head is like people will get super excited. But then as say a week go by, a month go by, a year go by, and they don't see a outward physical manifestation of what that is in their day-to-day life. They're like, well, I'm waiting. I tried to wait. And my strength still feels depleted. And I just I just think about how we always try to put a timeline on God for when we expect to see our breakthrough or our miracle. And we forget to just store the everyday moments. And I'm glad you brought that up, especially because I'm big on context. And if you I'm I'm also big on reading the entire chapter for context, because only then will you be able to see exactly what God meant when he said what he said. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad you brought that up because if you go up into 40 and 28 of Isaiah, it says, have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God. He's the creator, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and mm-hmm. young men will fall in exhaustion. So he's saying like we're going to become tired because we don't have the capacity that he has. And we as people, we as young people are going to get tired of waiting. But then he goes to say, but but those that wait in the Lord will have renewed strength because I'm giving it to them. Because I'm limitless. Because I'm the all-knowing God. I'm the all-capable God. And because I have the strength, I'll give you the strength because you waited. Yeah. So what do you feel like waiting on God looks like? Um, I feel like I like this topic to start off with because I'm in a waiting season. Same. I need a car. Lord, I need a car. <laughs> but I'm waiting and I'm trusting the process and I'm also trying to be faithful. I feel mm-hmm. like waiting is being faithful to God, continuing to prepare for his, for the blessing that you ask for. Mm-hmm. So I think that goes into what I was going to talk about. Preparation. How do you prepare yourself for the blessing? How do you prepare while you're waiting? And let me go to my scripture. So I thought of, um, when we were talking about this, I thought of Matthew 25, 1, and it's the story of the 10 virgins who Mm -hmm. were waiting on the bridegroom, Mm -hmm. and half of them had enough oil, but the other half didn't have enough oil, and then they was like, oh, can you give me your oil? And, you know, they was like, they ended up missing the bridegroom because they wasn't prepared. They wasn't prepared with enough oil, so they missed the bridegroom, and they were stuck outside. Mm -hmm. So that just, the whole... 
I have a story that came to mind because when you wait, you have to read your word. You have to continue to communicate with God. No matter how tired you get or how weary you start to feel, mm-hmm. you have to keep that communication. You have to keep that connection with God because there's waiting is hard, but there's beauty in waiting. Yeah. I feel like you grow closer to God. You understand why you're waiting because God is preparing you for the blessing because mm-hmm. everyone, you may think you're ready for the blessing, but God's telling you, no, you need to wait and I'm preparing you, and this is me preparing you. This is me waiting for the right time mm-hmm. to give you that blessing. Yeah. So and preparation really- also shows you, like you said, how to, um, yes, how to wait and why you're waiting, but preparation also um, keeps you from squandering what you waited for. Mm-hmm. And so just like your example, you know, they they weren't prepared with the oil, and so they missed it. And so sometimes, like, we can we can be focused on all the wrong things and, like not preparing correctly and preparing with the correct heart posture and having a relationship with God that when the blessing finally comes, if he allows it to come, we squander it. Because we're like playing for, God bless me with a big platform. God bless me with a successful business. Bless me with a successful marriage. But when you have no character development for the big platform, Mm You have no emotional regulation or maturity for the successful marriage. Um, God is such a God of order. And so when we think about waiting, I just think about how he does everything in decency and order. And so waiting is not passive. Waiting is being able to store the level well. Whatever that looks like for you. I know for about four years, I was such in a uprooting kind of season where God had to uproot so much in order to rebuild, Mm -hmm. in order to plant and do all the little things that he needed to do. But in my waiting, like you said, I had to do the work as far as I was praying. I was reading my word. I was renewing my mind and listening to the things that I was listening to. It's not passive. You have to figure out what area is God working on you with or calling you to store at whatever level you're on and being diligent in that. Because how do we graduate? How do we graduate, y'all? We graduate when we pass the test. Oh, yeah. When we, get, when we pass the test, we graduate. But a lot of times people are always comparing and they're always looking around and they're unsatisfied because they haven't stored their own level well. And you're looking to go to the next level, but you haven't even aced the level you're on. Yeah. That's a... I got that. I think of also be still and know that I'm God um, from Psalms 46:10. Yeah, I like I like that scripture as well because you don't have to force. If you ask God for something, don't sit there like faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. But don't sit there and like force your hand yeah. and to get it. Yeah, you still have to depend on God. God is gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You don't force your hand to make it all work. You know, be still and wait for God. Because when you're moving around and you're running in circles, trying to figure out for it to work, make a way for it to work, God is like, what are you doing? Like, I have the plan already set for you. Mm-hmm. But you're getting in the way of your plan because you're doing your own thing. You're not depending on me. Like, what's the point in praying to God? And you're just going to do it your own way. And you're anxious. You're worried. And so now because you're anxious, you're worried, you're fearful, and you're in a survival and flight kind of mode, you miss discernment. So when we say be still, I really look at it as like a stillness of mind, having that peace of mind. Let that mind that be in Christ also be in you. Mm-hmm. 
there's a certain type of like we talk about heart posture. There's a certain type of mindset. We might call it a growth mindset. Being we call it uh, emotional maturity, but not be worried and anxious for nothing. So like when I get anxious because I'm somebody who used to really struggle with anxiety, I will repeat that scripture to, mm-hmm. to myself. Be anxious for nothing, but through everything, through prayer and supplication, make my request made known unto God. Then the peace that surpasses all understanding will sur- will come to me. And so I'm like, okay, let me follow the first instruction. God, you said don't be anxious. So let me pray about what's on my heart that's making me anxious. And then I wait. God, now give me your mind. Give me your perspective. So that, that's, that's stillness to me. That's good. I was trying to find this, uh, trying to find it, but the pastor yesterday, he was talking about, he came from, um, (laughs) he came from, the pastor yesterday came from an analogy about, um, mothers birthing babies and miscarriages and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a hard topic for a lot of people, but he told us, just follow me, just just, just listen. And it really put things into perspective for me because sometimes God closes people's wounds just for a short time mm-hmm. or just for the amount, a lot of time that he has so that they can learn and develop and so that the mother and the father or whoever can learn and develop. And I think that we forget, we get so stuck in wanting, wanting an earthly fan. Uh, uh, earthly family and wanting this and wanting that and wanting kids that we forget that God knew us before we were born and he created us for a specific reason to work in his kingdom and so sometimes you know you may want this baby right now but the baby that he has for you in 10 years according to the person that you'll be is who you're going to raise to be the king of this or the father of this nation and so sometimes it's about waiting for yes what you want but allowing God to do what he has to do with you and so his analogy of, of um, miscarriage was like sometimes God will allow you to miscarry so that you don't miss the mark, basically, and so that he can get the glory out of what he, what he had planned for you and not necessarily what you had planned for yourself. And he said that um, when you – his analogy went all the way up from miscarriage to actual labor and delivery. And he said that by the time you get to the delivery room – you like are screaming because you know that something's coming. And that like it hit me so good because it's like when you get excited knowing that it's coming, you start you start dancing. And when he compared it to childbirth, he like, yeah, you start twisting and turning because you can also, feel the attractions and you know it's coming. Me being a mother, there's a thing called nesting. Mm-hmm. Right before you give birth, your body kind of like, you know, you're like there's like a, a moment where you just start doing everything. Like you start washing the clothes, you start really getting that nursery together, you do all of the final preparations. And usually women, and this is actually like a real thing, it's a real study, women usually go into labor a week or two after that. But it's like something where your body becomes into like that expectancy, like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'm here. We're about this, we're about to do this. Mm-hmm. And then you just start preparation yeah. in like full mode. Yeah. I went through that too. And that and that's and I think that's crazy. Not only that the body can do it, but like I think it's crazy how you just start naturally preparing. Mm-hmm. And so even with that, he's like, if you know that God has birthed something in you, and it may take a while, it may take some time, but when you start feeling it getting close, start praising him in advance. 
Because he said the baby's not here yet. The baby not here yet. Gonna say your that. praise is your but weapon. But you already started screaming because you know it's coming. And so when mm-hmm. you know it's coming, start screaming and giving God the glory. So he was like, on. Oh, he said, if you birth with something, raise your hand. If you're pregnant with something, I mean, I'm sorry, if you're pregnant with something, raise your hand. And he was like, on a count of three, I want you to give God the glory in advance. Start screaming. One, two, three, everybody start screaming. And he said, that's how you know that something is coming. Get ready. And he was just, and I just, I, if it, it hit me so, like, it hit me because I'm waiting on a few things. Mm-hmm. And so I know that it can be hard for me, especially with anxiety and knowing what I'm waiting for and knowing that God is going to do it. It's like, God, well, when are you going to do it? Because I'm ready and I want this and I want that. But I'm just, I'm waiting on you. But I'm still like, uh, I want it now. And so it's it's helping me to channel my energy differently and to not thinking about the future and thinking about what is to come with anxiety, but thinking about it in praise and thinking about it in preparation and thinking about it in with grace and just allowing me to give God, to give God the glory for what I know he's going to do early. Yeah, because you don't want a premature baby. Exactly. That's a woman's worst, worst fear, fear is having a premature baby because you're un- the baby's underdeveloped. Yeah. There's a lot of um, health problems, health risks, even the possibility of death. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my point was going back to Ecclesiastes when we were talking about there is, we said that God has made time for our advantage. Mm-hmm. There is a season for everything. And so, yes, we praise in advance, but we also want to be very mindful. And I, I've been really like doing that more because I used to like, like really anxious, like I want it now and I want it now. But I'm like, God, if I got what you were trying to give it to me now, I want sustainability in my life. Like I feel like a lot of times what we see in everyday people, they're looking for blast blast art. So like they'll blast off, but then it dies out just as fast. Mm-hmm. I want something that is going, I want an empire. I want something that's going to last. And in order for something to last, the structure and the foundation has to be so... I don't even want y'all to use no big word. It just has to be so sound. Oh my gosh, there's a scripture that I was meditating on two weeks ago that talked about building and framing your house correctly so that when the wind and the waves hit. Matthew 7, Matthew 4, it's Matthew 4. It might be. I posted it on my Instagram. (laughs) But I'm just like, I want it to be so solid and so able to withstand not just my lifetime, but my children's children's lifetime. Like I'm really after an empire. Yeah. But because I know that that is something that God has put a burden on my heart to create, mm-hmm. it's also something that I have to trust him to give me the tools, the knowledge, the resources, the connections, everything else to build. Mm-hmm. And it takes me being patient. The enemy's greatest tool is patience. But that's the one area that we all lack in. Seriously. And when we talk about not wanting something premature, it's like, okay, God, well, what does patience look like? How do I lay this foundation? Because we got to build a house brick by brick, layer by layer, foundation upon foundation. I think it's Matthew 7. Did you find it? Yeah, building a house on a solid foundation, Matthew 7 and 24. Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it's built on a bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and denies it or doesn't obey is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rain and floods come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. When we're rushing, we're missing direction. Mm -hmm. When we're rushing, we're missing the voice Mm -hmm. that he's literally saying when you build it 
through my voice, through my words, it's built to last. But when you're in a rush, you're going off, you're leaning to your own understanding, you're leaning to your own knowledge, and in that, there's a lot of room for error, missteps, and all types of stuff. And a lot of times we go through a lot of suffering in our life, not because God has said, this is my perfect will for you, Mm -hmm. but because I can make all things, yes, your choices put you there, and we, we, we cause a lot of our own suffering and a lot of our delayed seasons. We stay in seasons longer than what we have to. But I'm so grateful that we have a God who's so patient with us because as people, that's very typical for us to do that. But he's like, yeah, I'll sit with you through that. It can take you 10 years, but I wanted to make, I only wanted you to be there for two, but I'm, I'm going to stick with you in this thing. So how do we get out of his way? <laughs> <laughs> to break these scriptures down, and I know um, like if you're not, I, I mean, I always say get on your Zoom. That means read your Bible. Get in there because that's the only way. Like literally, you read a self help book like a like a how to date manual, dating one on one. You know for dating. Then you read how to be a mother or how to be a father. Parenthood one on one for parenthood. Literally, this book has everything, every walk of life, anything you could look for, anything, any problem you want to solve, it's in that book. And so, when you when you are reading scripture, sometimes it might not make sense, especially with this waiting concept and some of these other concepts. But Maverick City's um, Maverick City song, "Wait on You" and "Wait on You" and "Firm Foundation" basically put what I just said, what she just said, and what she just said into perspective, into a way that anyone can understand. Listen to those songs and just meditate on those songs and just allow God to speak to you. You know, like while you're listening to those songs and, and after, and just get. Allow get in God's presence. Allow Him to speak to you. I like that you said firm foundation because I was just thinking of firm foundation mm-hmm. when you was reading the Matthew scripture. Yeah, that's, that, that that's literally what the song is talking all about. Yeah. Is that it's scripture? Called, what is it called? Firm, 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 firm foundation. foundation. Okay, Christ is my firm foundation. And when you and going into like how you're saying when we probably shouldn't even be in that waiting season for like ten years, mm-hmm. only for two. But the good thing is that God is so merciful, like he provides mercy and grace upon us Mm -hmm. that we're able to get a second chance Mm -hmm. and start over. And he's still going to have that promise and that blessing for you at the end of your waiting. And over and over, no matter how long you go through the cycle, God is still giving grace, still giving second opportunities. But don't take it for granted. But still, you still have that. Understand his grace. It's so beautiful because people will give up on you and God won't. People will say, oh, I don't really like how long your journey is taking. Mm-hmm. I don't really like how this process is going. And they'll try to count you out. And God is like, I sit in this car with you for however many miles we got to go until we gain the lesson to move on from here. And so while everybody else is like, hey, no, she ain't probably never going to get it. God is like, that's my daughter. She's going to get it one day. I hope she get it maybe maybe next year. But if not, he's, he will sit with you in it. And I think that right there is the ultimate love to be shown. That has given me the empowerment to give myself grace in a way where it's like, okay, you made a mistake. Okay, it's taking a little bit longer than what you were hoping. Roll with it. Get back up. All gas, no pet. No, I forgot to say. All gas, no pedal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, all gas, no brakes. All gas, no brakes. There we go. Yeah. But yeah, I... I um. I, I was just about to say that's a that's a that's a godly type of love when someone can stick with you through the mud 
and not just give up on you because it's taking too long or it's not coming at the time that they thought or it's not the type of journey that they thought. And it's 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 like rejection. What's the saying? Rejection is, is protection. Protection and redirection. Oh, protection, yep. And so when I'm starting to learn as someone with rejection issues, when someone has rejected me, that's just God saying, nope, not that one, but I have this one for you. And then someone else rejects me, not that one, but I have this this one for you. So every no that I get is getting me closer to my yes. And so yes. it's it's easy, it's getting easier for me to accept rejection as a form of protection and a form of guidance and even a form of uh, discipline in some ways. But mm-hmm. I know that it's leading me to the place or the path that God has called me to be on. That path is very narrow and everyone can't go with me. Not everybody's grace too. In the words of T.D. Jakes, when somebody wants to walk out your life, let them. Let them. He screams it. It's so much better uh-huh. when he says it. I just love me some him, child. Yeah. yeah. I'm at him. <laughs> we got it. Well, I guess that's a good place to end. I'm, I'm actually surprised we got all three oh, yeah. in, in one. Uh, Clip. One sec without, yeah, a, break. Yeah, without yeah. a break. But we're going to do a mental health check-in before we go. Uh, so, yeah. How's everyone feeling mentally, emotionally? You got something? Yes, but it can wait after. It's about this? It's about this. Go. Yeah, uh, go. Okay. I was going to say I like how, how you're talking about this all is kind of like the pregnancy and the birth process. It's kind of like that whole journey that a mm-hmm. woman goes through. Mm-hmm. With giving birth and having a child and, you know, preparing, like, everything you're talking about, premature, and then how I talked about being prepared. Yeah. You know, when the mother, they get the whole nursery set up before yeah. the baby is even here. That's them preparing. And then yeah. we talk about the breasting and the promise and how to handle it when you have it. Yeah. I love the whole woman. But we also can't forget the pain. The morning sickness. I never had, and I never... Had a baby, never been pregnant, but from what I heard and what I seen on videos, that the pain is crazy. Because so we can't ignore that. You got the push, but you also got the first trimester, the morning sickness. Not every woman goes through morning sickness, but a lot of women go through morning sickness. And so when we talk about that process where the baby is first being formed, and your body like what and your is body this? is literally going through a process that. Child, I tell you, my uterus. <laughs> it's cool. We're going. I ain't got nothing else to say. But that, the Braxton Hicks, the false contraction. The false contraction. The, the baby kicking. And I mean, it's he's so big at this point. All I can do is sit there and say kind of, ow, but I'm watching his hand just go through. And you know, <sighs> oh, we're getting close. We're getting close to pushing time. But it, it's, it's, it's becoming so heavy now. So a lot of times when we're when we're in that moment where God is like, it's almost time to push. It's almost time to like, birth this next level. Uh, and you feel the weight of it. You feel the baby literally kicking and telling you there's no more space. If you don't get this out right now, you might explode. There, that, that's also a thing, too. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the process of birthing something... As big as a baby, or birthing something that's big. Your promise, your destiny. Is painful, it's beautiful, it's long, it's tiresome. 
but and it's, it's in also order and it's decency. decency. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Did you want to add anything else real quick? Are you mental health checking now? Yes. All right. How you doing? I'm a 10. I'm a 10. A cool, chill day. Okay. Oh, I love that for you. Okay. Honestly, I was a six and now I'm like a eight, so God is good. Um, uh, I'm like a I'm like a nine. Only reason that's keeping me from a ten is I'm just tired. But you know, <laughs> one day I'll get some rest. But yeah. All right, Thanks y'all. for joining us on Saved and Such. Follow us on all streaming platforms at S A V E D N S U C H. Bye y'all. <laughs>